0: James tell our listeners what it is you do as uh, as far as your responsibilities with covering the jags.
1: Uh yes sir I uh cover the jags with uh USA Today Sports Media Group uh through our site called the Jaguar's Wire. Uh once again we have uh 34 sites including uh each team wire and then we have a touchdown wire for all major news in football, uh, or NFL football, should I say. And then we have the draft wire, and uh, pretty much that's self-explanatory, which is about the NFL draft and prospects. So, um, yeah, we're building strong, and, um, you know, we've been doing good things. I'm going on a year with them right now, and uh, everything has been well with them, so I can't complain.
0: James, congratulations, buddy. That's fantastic. I know that you uh, live, eat, and breathe football, especially the Jaguars. You've always been – a big supporter of the Jags. Of course, we carry the Jags. We are the proud affiliate of the Jaguars. And so uh, we share a love for the Jaguars. And speaking of that, it's a good time to be loving the Jags for what they've done. What a year they've had. And, and man, what a defense that the, 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 the Jags have so far this year.
1: Yeah, that's been the the driving force of this team um, up until December, at least. It's been a, a mix of both the defense and offense and special teams as well. But uh, up until December, this defense, I mean, and even now in the month of December, this defense has been phenomenal. And you, you have guys like Calais Campbell and Barry Church and A.J. Boyer who they brought in in the offseason, did great things throughout the season and has really helped this team to turn the corner because they they've always been a good defense but they just weren't consistent and those guys those veterans should I say brought in some consistency Calais Campbell brought in a consistent pass rush Boye gives them somebody that can lock down the other side of Ramsey and Barry Church. Uh, He can contribute on the line of scrimmage and in coverage. So those guys have really changed the defense for the better. And then you mix them in with the guys that they already had, like Dante Fowler and Yannick and Gakwe, Miles Jack, Telvin Smith, and you get the results that you're getting right now.
0: Hey, you know, uh, I could remember in the off season when uh, Shad Khan and company, Dave Caldwell, had made all these moves, acquiring all these big, high-priced free agents. You know, there were a lot of naysayers saying, you know, that hey, you can't buy your way to a championship, and I understand what they meant, uh, you know, because how many times have we seen teams that go out and you know try again to to acquire high-priced free agents, and uh, especially when you do them in mass like the Jaguars have done, normally if it is successful, it takes a few years for it to gel, for the players to kind of come together. Um, having said that, it looks like this Jags team is sort of the exception to that rule because, I mean, they is, there's no doubt, James, that they have formed a, a tight-knit group and a unit that has really jailed I think, a much quicker and most people would have expected, and there's no doubt, they are not only the top defense in the NFL, but they're looking at quite possibly being a record-setting NFL defense for 2017. Talk about how unusual that is for a bunch of high price free agents who come from all different teams and are able to gel as one in their first year together
1: right it it typically doesn't happen, and i'm I'm a firm believer that uh the draft is the key to building a defense or an offense and, and special teams as well um but when you look at what the jags have done they they did build with the draft you know they they mixed in a good bit of the draft, should I say with free agency, and when you do it that way you 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 stand a better chance for it to work, which they have done, as I said, they had some pieces in place. Already with Telvin Smith and Miles Jack, they more so needed veterans and guidance in that offense or defense, should I say. And that's what they added. And it's worked out for the better of them. But yeah, when, when you're right, more times than often, when people try to build through or teams try to build through the draft or uh, build through free agency, should I say, it doesn't work out. And, and that's a lot of times that's money not well spent. But uh, kudos to Dave Caldwell and John Isaac, they really did their homework on these guys to not only in the draft, but these free agents, you know, like Clays Campbell, for example, I can remember when they first got him. And, and Doug Marone was saying, you know, we did a lot of research on this guy and nobody had anything bad to say about him. We watched a ton of film on him. This is a guy that wasn't on the ground often, didn't look his age. And we felt like this was well worth, you know, the, worth the risk and, and worth what we gave to him. And it did pay off. So um, in, in Dave Caldwell's defense and John Isaac's defense, they are probably two of the best you know, personnel in in terms of executives, in terms of scouting talent from other teams, bringing them in through free agency and making it work out.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And I, I'm going to touch on something else, too, that, uh, you know, a lot of people don't seem to remember. And that's when Shad Khan and um, and Caldwell decided to uh, release um, uh, Gus, um, oh, our, our ex-coach. Um,
1: Gus Bradley,
0: Gus Bradley. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, when the Tags decided to part ways with Gus Bradley, it was a tough move. In fact, it was about this time a year ago, I believe, when it happened before the season ended. And uh, you know, y- y- you had um, uh, you had Doug Marone who was thrust into the role on an interim basis. And I remember he won the first game against Tennessee, and then the last game against the Colts, we had the lead, and we lost a tough game. But that was enough for Shad Khan and Dave Caldwell to pretty much say, "Hey, we think this is the guy now I can mm-hmm. remember when they hired him, when they decided to name him rather the head coach. There was a lot of folks around the league and, and there was a lot of jags fans that said, "Wait a minute, we wanted the you know the sexy pick. We wanted the big name guy. I'll tell you though, at the time, I remember saying, I like that move. I've always been a Doug Marone fan." I like what he was able to do at Buffalo. I think he was kind of given a raw deal there. Don't know exactly how all that transpired. But you remember, he left Buffalo, and obviously kind of a uh, 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 an argument with management and what have you. Um, so it just feels good that, and I know it's got to feel good to, uh, to Shad Khan and Dave Caldwell, knowing that, hey, they kind of went against the grain on the coaching search. They didn't necessarily go out and get the big, biggest name, the brightest name, the most talked about name out there. They went with Doug Marone, and again, it has really paid off. And I think that's one thing a lot of people may be kind of overlooking, James.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I was one of those people, you know, that that has been on your show and said, you know, I, I would have preferred, you know, the Josh McDaniels or, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Shanahan is one of those guys, but um, when when they made the pick by most fans' account, it was underwhelming, you know, they they wanted more, they or they thought, or they wanted what thought what they thought would be more, should I say? And uh, that being said, Doug marone has been phenomenal, and uh, this is a guy that you know. I don't even know if the Jaguars front office knew that he would pan out to be as good as he is with them. But this is a this is a man who's he's been good everywhere. Or should I say he's won games and turned around programs everywhere he's gone dating back to Syracuse. So for that reason alone, you know, they had a good reason to uh, give him a shot, which they did. And then, you know, you, you take into account what he brought in with Nate Hackett and he was already familiar with the system familiar with the personnel and he was a guy that believed in Blake Bortles and he just kind of took what he already knew about this team and what what Gus Bradley uh, showed or flourished in with this team and you know he heightened it and and he took the flaws as well and worked on those alongside Tom Coughlin so that being said now the team has turned around for the better Uh, you gotta think that Doug Marone at this point is a guy that you know is in consideration for you know coach of the year considering what he's done he's brought a three win team previously into a playoff contender in just one year uh, of being the head coach and um you know you got to give him kudos for that um the offense you know that they're clicking on all cylinders right now and that's partly because of him and Nathaniel Hackett who again has followed him from Syracuse to Buffalo to Jacksonville right now and he he made this this uh, defense even more hard knows than it was, and and now they they are pushing uh historic figures as we stand
0: talk about uh you know another thing you got to point to in this great uh, turnaround is the play of Blake Bortles who really you know after another rocky start, I mean people were were calling for this guy's head about middle of the season. I mean, they were saying, hey, you know this guy's never going to be the quarterback of the future for us you know things are going well defensively but we've got to find another solution a better solution on offense especially with our quarterback and it was just like poof out of the blue Blake Bortles woke up decided to start you know making the right reads and and cut down on his interceptions and I don't know really what brought it about I don't know if it was just a maturation thing or what but uh whatever it is I'll take it jaguar fans will certainly take it cuz Blake Bortles uh, has turned out to be quite the quarterback here uh, and has been instrumental in leading this Jags charge this year.
1: Yes, yes, he has. And um, somebody from USA Today, I forget his name, but he actually brought up that Blake Bortles, uh, believe it or not, uh, has brought down his interception total. And he's the only quarterback to do this or starting quarterback to do this every year since he started, which is, you know, that's, that's very odd to, to grasp, you know, for me and, and people that even were fans of Blake Bortles. So uh, that being said, in, in talking about Blake and what he's done this, this month of December, he's been phenomenal. And, and I mean, if you're a naysayer or whatever the case may be, there's no denying that he's playing uh the best football of his career right now. And, And that being said, when you look at this month of December, this crucial month of December, if you're pushing for the playoffs, he's probably been the best quarterback statistically in terms of what he's doing in this month of December. And that's crazy to think, because, you know, previously he he was a guy that was struggling somewhat. And, you know, he was a guy that they expected to be a a game manager, uh, you know, this, that and the other. But as it stands right now, Blake Bortles is balling out. And he he can really, if he continues this play, he can take the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Super Bowl. Because as we already know, they have the best defense in the league. But uh, right now, as it stands, Blake Bortles uh, thrown seven touchdowns, no interceptions in this month, uh, 71 percent completion rate and also a 120.6 passer rating. So those are just solid numbers all around. He keeps that up in the playoffs. Uh, Me and you, feel we could be talking about this team in February.
0: Yeah, I I tell you, and that was what I was going to ask you, James. uh, I don't think that that is uh, out of the realm of possibility. Uh, The Jaguars right now, they say defense wins championships. And, I mean, what this team has done is just nothing short of a miracle with this defense allowing seven points. What are we averaging a game defensively giving up? I, I haven't looked at the number lately.
1: I haven't either. Uh, actually, I was gonna look that up later today, but um, I, I know it they aren't, much. they aren't allowing a lot of points, <laughs> so to speak. Um, actually, you know, well, what? seven actually,
0: points you know, they gave up to uh, what? Um, you know, uh, Tennessee? No, 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 not Tennessee. I'm sorry, Ten- uh, Texas. Right. Uh, right. this past week, and I mean, you know, every time you look around, it's a touchdown here, a touchdown in that game. That's just unheard of in the NFL.
1: Yeah they they simply aren't allowing a lot of people in the red zone and it's actually they've given up uh they're first in the league in terms of uh points given up averaging 14.9 a game so I mean when you look at that you know they simply do not let teams get in the end zone whether it be you know they they neutralized Antonio Brown kept him out of the end zone uh, DeAndre Hopkins got a couple on them uh, but aside from Hopkins you really can't point out a receiver or you can you can't really point out a running back for that matter that has really carved up the Jags uh, defense other than you know early in the year when they've played like the Jets you know they struggled against the run then but uh as of now right now they're clicking on all cylinders and they simply aren't allowing a lot of points um they are third in yards allowed which uh, is an average of 2 280 uh 4 yards .1 a game uh in terms of all year should i say uh in, in passing yards they're not allowing a lot of those uh, they got an average of 168.9 there and uh, the rushing yards is a little bit of a concern. They're twentieth there, um, but you know they've shown the ability uh, to hone in on the run when they when they can. But at times it's leaky. Um, I think it's just a matter of their scheme. If one guy is out of place, pretty much, you know, that messes up the whole equation. It's just a matter of assignments and, and, and schemes and staying in your gap. And I would hope that they could fix that in the playoffs, um, because as we all know, they do have the bid now. And I, actually, you know, right now would be a good time to start working on that as they have two teams uh, that will probably look to run the ball effectively in the Tennessee Titans and the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Hey, James, I need to take a break. Can you hang on with me during the commercial break?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, going to take a quick commercial break. Uh, When we return, we'll pick our conversation back up with uh, James Johnson from USA Today Sportswire. He covers the Jags for USA Today, and uh, we'll be back with more and talk more NFL with James Johnson right after this. Stay with me, guys. All right, welcome back. Afternoon Sports Drive, Phil Jones. we got James Johnson, who's been holding on the line so graciously. James, you still with me?
1: Yes, sir, I'm here. All
0: right, James Johnson on the line with us from USA Today Sports Wire. James, did you have a chance to catch the game last night with the Falcons and the Tampa Bay Yuccaneers?
1: I actually didn't. I was at my other job in customer service, as you said, a man of many traits, I guess you could say. Uh, But I heard about how dramatic it was and and how uh, I heard you talking about earlier how, uh, you know, the Falcons started off hot, but kind of simmered down towards the end, which has kind of been a a trend for them lately, if you will.
0: Yeah, it really has sort of disturbing, uh, but. I guess out of all that, you know, we can say that the Falcons have indeed uh, you know, won their fair share of games and uh, right now uh, at 9 and 5 looking at uh, you know, clinching a playoff berth. Hopefully if they win the next two games going to be uh clinching the NFC South and maybe acquitting uh, down a few of the naysayers, at least we can only hope. But um uh but anyway, uh, getting back to the uh, to the Jaguars, um here's a look at their um hey can you cut them off for me, please? Okay. I may not. Yes, I may not have any. I may not have any battery left. Somebody just called me and said I left my lights on. Oh boy.
1: uh Oh.
0: Crossed. <laughs> I hope I've got battery when I get into the car. Oh my gosh. All right, if anybody's listening, I may need a jump.
1: <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. <laughs> it happens right. to the best uh, of
1: us, Phil. I've done it several what's times that? myself. <laughs>
0: Oh my goodness! You know, I was looking at the Jaguars. Uh, we were wondering about the points given up. Uh, of course, destroyed the Texans forty-five to seven. Beat the Seahawks in what was a dramatic game, thirty to twenty-four. Beat the Colts, gave up ten points there. Tough loss in the desert to the Cardinals. Um, gave up seven points to the Browns. Um, you know, gave up seven points to the Bengals. Shut out the Colts. I mean, these again, these points against uh, average were the Jags just uh, you know unheard of.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As I said, and it was some of them were against you know decent teams. I mean, really good teams when you look at it. Um, especially the most notable one uh, is the Steelers one that sticks out because when when we look at the playoffs, that that's the type of team that they're gonna be playing. Uh, basically, you know, they, they had a little bit of trouble with Le'Veon Bell, not they, it wasn't too bad with him, but they shut down Antonio Brown for the most part. He didn't have any, any, you know, major plays aside from the first catch of the game where he, you you know, you can argue that was a push off off of Jalen Ramsey. And, uh, yeah, but like you said, this team is on defense clicking on all cylinders. Uh, you know, they do not allow quarterbacks to sit in the pocket when you look at, um, their 4 starting linemen. And um, Kalea is Campbell, Yannick, and Godquay uh Malik Jackson and uh, also uh Marcel Darius who's starting to you know they're starting to get him more into the uh system and he's starting to learn things so I mean and his addition speaking of which has been a good one that has helped them with the run Mm -hmm. though they like I said they're still a little bit leaky against the run at times but uh those guys they don't let a lot of people sit in the pocket for long and uh we we've seen it with the two games with uh Houston and um The uh, other one is escaping me right now. Help me out, Phil.
0: What's that now?
1: The uh, other 10-sack game. It was the uh, Texans. Oh,
0: that was the the opening game, wasn't it, against the Texans?
1: Right, and the other one came against the Colts, now that I think about it. So, yeah, you look at what they they did in those games. That was simply phenomenal. And uh, then you look at what's on the back end with the the linebackers. Those guys, you know, can – for the most part, they can simply cover everything that that's been thrown in front of them. Uh, Miles Jack, I've always said he was probably the most versatile player I've ever watched on film ever since I've been watching film. Uh, and, and Telvin Smith is a guy that flies around to the ball, been getting interceptions, been forcing fumbles, you know, he, he without a doubt uh, should be in the pro bowl this year, which I mean, they probably won't get him in there due to, you know, uh, the market size and this, that, and the other, but he's a guy that deser- deserves, deserves, a lot of uh, attention for what he's been doing for Jacksonville. And then on the back end, Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye simply uh, shutting down anything thrown in front of him. Like I said, really, the only two uh, notable touchdowns that people can really like, you know, point out is the one from Hopkins uh, yesterday. And he also had one in that first game as well. But uh, for the most part, they've kept guys out of the end zone, and they've been phenomenal. Uh, both of which uh, should probably go to the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, and we'll actually find that out today with the pro bowl voting so uh, that'll be something worth watching as well
0: yeah no doubt about it so uh so so james we got uh what two games left here in the season and uh the jags we know they're going to the uh, the playoffs but uh we want to clinch that division title what's it going to take we've got road games against the uh, the 49ers and uh that last game is in tennessee is that right
1: Correct. Uh, two away games. Um, they played their Jacksonville played their last home game. Uh, this Sunday, uh, unfortunately. Well, well, we won't say their last home game because they might you there know you win the AFC it. South. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And I uh, will we'll be talking about that when it happens. So um, that being said, uh, two. Clinch the AFC South. Uh, The Jags simply need to win against the San Francisco 49ers. And I don't say simply taking the 49ers lightly uh, because they're on fire right now. They've won their last three games. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo uh, does look like a very good quarterback over there uh, for the moment. So there's no cakewalk and not to mention they travel. So. Uh, you know, last time we were on the West Coast, it didn't go all that well. We'll have to see how this goes. And, uh, like you said, we finish up against the Tennessee Titans, who, uh, you know, that to me, I looked at the schedule and I looked at the playoff picture. They're in do or die mode, uh, because if they lose, uh, the game this Sunday against the, uh, um, los angeles rams which you know it's a good possibility they could lose that game uh the Jags win the afc south so uh, not only do the Jags need a win you know if they do lose against san Fran, they still can get the playoff or or the afc south um title by a simple loss uh out of the tennessee titans so um you know we were looking forward to that last game and seeing if you know it would have uh playoff implications uh right now it's, it's looking like it might not be the case uh, but that being said, uh, the Titans are a team that, that in my opinion, you know, these next two games are going to be crucial for them. So we'll, we'll have to watch that situation as well.
0: All right, James, buddy, I am out of time, and uh, I've got to go make sure I still have a uh, a, a way home in <laughs> case my uh, my battery is dead. But uh, listen, good stuff. Uh, as we leave, uh, tell our listeners how they can follow you and your stuff there at uh, USA Today.
1: Absolutely, um you all can first of all follow me on um on Twitter at sportsgrind underscore Don and you can follow our uh, site that is jaguarswire.usatoday.com and um shout outs to all my writers uh Jacob DeLaurence, Nick and uh Phil, and uh, all the work they've been putting in, Thomas as well uh, as they've been putting in good work and uh we look forward to bringing you all more content over the course of the week.